What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Compile Swift podcast. I'm your host, as always, Peter Whittem. You can find this podcast at compileswift.com, and you can find me at peterwhittem.com. This is a developer journal update here, one of those episodes that I put out every so often where I just catch up on things that I've been working on and any problems or interesting things that I've come across. I recently tried to update my machine to the new macOS Ventura Beta 5. For those of you that don't know, all the Beta 5s have now dropped, including an Xcode. And you may recall me previously having some very interesting experiences where I have Ventura on an external drive, and I think it was Beta 3 just completely hosed my system, and it was a nightmare to get it working again. This time around, Beta 4 was really good to me, by the way, but I still don't use them on a daily basis because they're pre-release, right? And I got to ship stuff. I tried to install or update to Beta 5, and it just started to feel bad. I got into this situation where about four or five times tried to install the update and it just gave every impression it was doing it but then the machine would reboot and it would tell me the beta 5 was available again and after about four or five times of doing this and then rebooting the machine and thinking okay you know what i'm just going to go back to the my internal drive that's just got the production version of monterey on it and then i hit a couple of problems not a big deal i had to take care of setting up the startup drive and setting up, giving it permissions to run the kernel extensions again. But other than that, I was back into Monterey and everything was fine. But I sort of learned from my previous experiences when things start to feel a little bit wonky to walk away quickly. So that's what I did. So I'm not actually running the beta 5 because I can't get it to install over the top of the beta 4 and I decided it is not worth the headache or the risk of it messing up my internal drive again even though they should be completely unrelated so I just walked away from it I was like nope that's it see the red flags I'm walking away now that said I have downloaded the xcode 14 beta 5 I found that the beta 4 for xcode was pretty good as well Felt pretty good. I was using it recently on my live stream. You can go to twitch.tv forward slash compile swift. And I was using it the other day on Monterey to do some work on the live stream. And it was stable and everything was nice. And I really do appreciate that. The live update of the canvas just automatically doing it for you. That really helps out a lot, I find. And just the little quality of life improvements that I've mentioned in the previous episodes for Xcode 14, and I'm now using it for all of my side projects, not shipping production code, that's too risky. But I am using it for all of my side projects and everything's going well there, and it just feels pretty good. I I will venture to say it certainly feels better than Xcode 13. And again, love that download size, not love, but I think it was seven gigs so it feels like it's getting a little smaller every time and well done apple finally realizing that including all those frameworks was a bad idea make it optional fantastic thank you so much so that's where i'm at with those i'm still not running the pre-release versions on my ipads my iphone or on my watch again i rely on them too much every day to ship stuff and communicate with my teams and everything else working remotely so i'm just not going to go there and i'm not going to have any extra devices at the moment to put them on so i'm just not touching them and to be honest at this point here we are in august as i record this 
we're probably getting closer and closer to the fall where the Apple plans to ship these, hopefully. And so the sense of urgency to test against code is always there. But the urgency to just have them on machines to play with new features really doesn't matter to me that much, honestly. I'd much rather just keep working with what I have and then I'll put the production versions on when they, they ship. Time for a break. Hey everybody, it's Peter Whittam here from the Compulsory Podcast. I'm going to tell you about Setapp. Setapp is a service that provides a subscription fee of just $10 a month and you get access to over 200 Mac applications and it's also available now on iOS as part of that deal. I use the service because it just has a ton of really good first-rate apps that I use all the time. And for me, it's invaluable as a developer to have access to tools for things like APIs, for planning projects, uh, writing emails, writing documentation. And you get all of these things, including database apps, all of that kind of stuff, right there on the Setapp service for just $10 a month. You can use as many or as few applications as you need. If you're interested in checking this out, go to peterwidham.com, P-E-T-E-R-W-I-T-H-A-M dot com forward slash set app, S-E-T-A-P-P. And you can see the details there. And it's got a link that you can go over and start using the service and see how it works out for you. I strongly recommend this to every Mac user. Break time over. Certainly from the macOS Ventura, I have found that I have some unsurprisingly incompatible applications right now. A lot of audio stuff, like I'd mentioned before, never a great surprise. And obviously I'm a podcaster and I record videos and everything else. So I need to make sure that stuff is stable. So again, I'm not even sure that when Ventura ships that I'm going to immediately jump to it. I will continue to monitor the situation for the compatibility of the apps that I'm using. And that's what I recommend to all of you. Explore these things, test them, make sure when you are ready to upgrade your operating system, just do the best you can. Make sure all of your tools are compatible before you do it, especially with the Apple Silicon. Uh, that is, or That was not so much of an issue now, but it was a big issue at first. A lot of third-party libraries, especially from source code on GitHub and that, they didn't have some versions for the ARM hardware. And you had to do some workarounds. Thankfully, it's got a lot better. But still remember, we are very early days in that transition period. I know it doesn't feel like it. The hardware has been out there a couple of years now. But from a software standpoint, the adoption of that, especially in third-party libraries and open source, takes a little while longer. So just tread very carefully is my advice on that. You do not want to get into a situation where you can't ship to production because you can't compile something because it's incompatible hardware. Right, It can happen. Trust me, folks. It happens more than you, you think it might. And even with simple libraries, right? it doesn't have to be some crazy exotic framework or library or anything like that. It can be really the simple things that will get you and just ruin your day. So that's just a few thoughts there. Moving on to applications that I'm working on. If you've been a follower of the live streams that we are working on a application. I'm building that get a job tracker, just a simple application for folks to, to track their job applications. And I think we've done three sessions on that now. We've got the core data in place. We've got the basic crudies in there and we're working on some of the design. And it's taken me a little longer to find a design than I like, 
Problem for me is always color palettes. One day I'll like a particular color palette, then I'll go back and look at it, and it just won't feel right, or it just doesn't seem great from an accessibility standpoint. So working through that at the moment. But again, we the in, in many ways the coding on the live streams is great, but it's all about the community really. We have such fun in the chat room. We have some great folks in there, always having a laugh, talking about different things, not just code things related. I think I put a highlight out recently, everything from movies, music, and even condiments, if you can believe that, and the perils of ketchup. I know, trust me, you've got to go see the live streams to understand what the jokes are. But yeah, that's what we do. It's all about the community. We just really just get together, watch me either have great code that compiles or terrible code, but we just have a lot of fun in the chat room, and it's great. It's all about the community, and a shout-out to all of my fellow streamers out there. Keep doing it, and if you're thinking about doing it and developing it in public, do it. There, Don't be afraid to mess up in public. I do it all the time. Just have fun with it. Don't fret and think, oh, my gosh, it looks terrible, and I keep screwing up. It's fine. It's meant to be fun, and... Let's be honest, we all screw up stuff every day when we're doing the day job and writing professional applications. The difference is with that is you've got to fix them. You've got to move on. You've got to solve it and move on. But when you're just doing it for fun, just enjoy it and embrace what happens. And just be, don't be afraid to have a laugh at it and make fun of yourself because that's what it's all about. So that's it. Just wanted to put a few things out there in this episode. The community game, by the way, it's not a dead project. It's just been very quiet. It's been a sleeper project for a little while now because just lots of things going on for all of us, right? Not only from a development perspective and keeping up with the platforms and everything else, life in general is just very crazy for everybody. But we will be bringing that uh, back to the forefront at some point. Don't worry about that. That's it, folks. I will see you in the next one. If you have anything you'd like me to talk about on this podcast, you can reach out to me on any of the networks. Look for Compile Swift. That'll be me. And of course, like I say, you can go to compileswift.com and there's a contact form there as well. That's it, folks. Have a great week. I will see you in the next one.